Pro Racing Ontario, and uh, emphasis on the word team yeah. manager for Pro Racing Ontario, Daryl Timbers. Hello, hello. This is another race weekend, Canada's F1 show, and the Sao Paulo Grand Prix was the highlight of the season so far, yeah. for us. Because uh, in all seriousness, this weekend delivered. Yes, it did. Yes, we had it some did. Things in qualifying. We had a great sprint race. We yep. had a fantastic Grand Prix. And we had drama off the track that started on the track. But I don't want to start there no. because that seems like... That's going to be a while. Yeah, it's going to take <laughs> us a little while because there were some teammate clashes all throughout yeah. the weekend. Yeah. I want to start with George Russell. Yes. Getting his first Grand Prix yep. victory. Yep. As a professional F1 driver. First sprint race victory. Yeah. And had he not put it in the gravel in qualifying. You never know if he got it we, Well, yeah. no, but I was going to say, yeah, that's true. But I yeah. was going to say he would have had a perfect yeah. weekend. But let's yeah. start. Let's pick it up right there. George Russell. Yes. I, I, I don't know what to say except, wow, what a performance. He, he chased Max down in the sprint race. Passed him. Checked out. He was, didn't put a leg, like a foot wrong in the race like he he was he showed why mercedes put him as that team and we've all said that he's got the talent he's he's the next one of the one of the greats you know and he yes he was uh you know at the front of the pack for the whole time and his teammate hamilton was coming through and he went back and then went forward but you know he showed his maturity he didn't he didn't buckle under pressure when lewis was kind of closing in on him at the end of the race he Kind of put his laps together, put the win in, and, and I can't say anything like bad about him except uh, that just shows you why he's in that car. Absolutely, man. It was a great weekend from him. Also, Lewis Hamilton had a fantastic weekend. You yeah. know, because of the George Russell incident, we didn't really get to see the pace of the Mercedes qualifying. Yeah. Uh, but he managed to put it up into P3 with Carlos Sainz getting the penalty. P2, mm -hmm. Mercedes lock out the front row yeah. and get a couple of wins first time of the season. What do we say about the Mercedes? From where they started yeah. to where they finished, and do they look like the favorite going into 2023 right now? Honestly, if I was to put money on it, yeah, they do. They've they from what they've started with to what they're ending with, that's kind of dangerous because they took a car that was not competitive even in the midfield to be in a race-winning car by the end of the season. And for a team to turn it around like that, the confidence, the boost that that team has going into the offseason to be like, look, we have a pretty good car now, and now we can start from scratch and know what our problems was this year and fix them for next season. You know, they, they did a lot of upgrades to the cars this year. They were constantly working at it. And in the end, it worked out for them. They knew this year was going to be a learning curve. They knew that as soon as they came out of testing, they were like, this is not going to be a good year for us. And they didn't give up. They showed their perseverance. They put their time in. They put the car to the front. And both the cars are at the front now battling for wins. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, if you told me that, you know, they would be getting wings by the end of the season, I, I wouldn't have known. I, you know, I wouldn't have bet on it, I, I should say. I mean, I mean, at the first quarter of the season, we knew it was rough. Yeah. But if you're a fan of the sport or you're just getting into the sport, you know it is the mighty Mercedes. Yes. So we were saying then at some point they're going to get gonna their win. Back. Yeah. But the penultimate round to only squeeze out the win, and not yeah. even Hamilton doing no. it. No. George, George Russell George. Yeah. Even though Hamilton had the pace to do it, we'll get into that. Yeah. But one more note on George. You know, consistency breeds success. We're looking at a guy who's finished in the top five every single race, yeah. except for his home race. Yeah. He was DNF there because he was because doing the right that. thing. Yep. And then, and then, then in Singapore, failure, yeah. he just kind of, Singapore was just a bit of a mess for everyone. It was a yeah. bit of a train. Yeah. Let's say it wasn't much of a race. 
Um, but yeah, man, consistency, that, that kind of breeds success and the environment that Mercedes and Toto and everybody there has fostered all season long. Yeah. You know, they never sounded relaxed. They never sounded comfortable. They knew where the Mercedes yeah. is supposed to be. And that's P1 yeah. on the podium. Yeah. And they strived and they pushed and they pushed and they finally got it. So once again, kudos to George Russell. Uh, I don't know if the sprint race counts as a win. I'm sure in his mind it yeah, does. Because if he didn't walk win. away with the win, he would have been like, I got a win. I got a win. What are you talking about? A win is a win. Um, and then obviously the Grand Prix win. Yes. And, you know, to have Lewis up there just kind of supporting him and shouting him out right away. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was great. Teamwork. Teamwork. Now, great speaking teamwork. of teamwork, before we even get into that aspect of Red Bull Racing, let's go to corner one and two. Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton on the safety car restart. Yeah. How did you see that? So, yeah, okay. It's racing at that point. They were racing really hard. Lewis did turn down on Max. He didn't give him a lot of room. But at that point, he's using the rule book like Max, like, like Max did last year. He beat him to the apex, and that's the rule in F1. Who, whatever car is ahead at apex, the other car has to give out. So apex at one or two, two. or both? Uh, wherever the apex is is the, of the corner that they're battling in. So it was one at first, and then going into two, Lewis was ahead. I don't always agree with this, but this is what Max used to his advantage last year. He went, he beat him to the apex, and then that way Lewis gets the penalty. Lewis turned around and said, I'm beating him to the apex, and now look, Max gets the penalty. Well, it was different things at stake last year. You know, yeah. we mentioned on the podcast and on the show a few episodes ago, we were looking forward to next year because after Coda, we saw the Mercedes kind of turn around, yeah. and, and we were wondering if we would get a gloves-off mentality yeah. from Lewis ha Hamilton in regards to racing Max Verstappen, and how it appears after corner two incident in Brazil this year yeah. is, yeah, He's when things go down. back to zero yeah. and, and he doesn't have to pull out of it to finish the race, yeah. he will stick his nose in oh, there yeah. and Max can decide whether he wants to crash yeah. or not. The way I saw it was this. Max got a great run, but he was hanging it around the outside in, 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 in corner in one. one. Yeah. And the onboard looks like he beat him or he Into took one. the corner. But... He just outbraked him yes. going into one because Max was still kind of going straight while Lewis was turning for one. Yes. Yep. Right? So now Max is carrying a bunch of speed. And like you said, at no point after corner one into corner two was Max ahead. Was Max claiming that corner? Yeah. He wasn't wheel to wheel. Yes. You know, like when we go back to Silverstone, which pro probably a lot of people will bring up. I saw Lewis's wheel on that onboard. Yeah. Right? I didn't see Max's wheel on Lewis's onboard yep. for this. And <laughs> Max gets the penalty, which I thought, which I was super surprised at. Yeah, because I, I mean, the I world thought, champion would never. I thought it was going to go racing incident, whatever, whatever, whatever. Leave it alone. And and you know, when you see stuff like that, it's like, you know, everyone's so upset that Max got a penalty. I get what they're saying, but you also have to look at what the rule book says. The rule book says, you and know, for the once car they're actually the sticking to the exactly. rules. <laughs> and and this is actually a good thing. But is it a proper rule? No, because in this case, Lewis should have gave him a little bit more room. But in this case, he beat him to the apex, so it's Max's fault. And that's where the FIA has to look at their rule book to be like, listen, there's some times where the car on the inside has the right away and they're not beating him to the apex. Yeah. Give the guy room. At least say if the outside car or whatever beats him to the apex, leave enough room so that inside cars should be there. Because Lewis just kind of gave him a half a car length, put him on the, on the curb, and it happened. Like, Sausage curb! Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> in the end, it's like, yeah, you know, people, these... MV lovers are are so upset that Max gets a penalty, but last year Lewis was getting penalties in the same thing. So maybe it's a two-way street here, guys. Like, you know, yes, 
Max was on the inside. I get it. I'm not saying that Max wasn't on the inside. And if it was most other rule books, Max would have had the right away because he was alongside him. Mm. But in the F1 rule book, and this is the, the problem, is the whatever car beats the other car to the apex has the right away. Lewis beat him to the apex. That was it. That's you know, why he got the penalty. The most interesting part about this is listening to the, the interviews afterwards, yeah. right? And Max says, I knew he wasn't going to leave me any space, so I went for it anyway. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, but that doesn't really make any nope. sense. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, we get it. Like, we get it. You've won yeah. the championship. You're racing to race, whatever, whatever. But if you're going into the Lewis Hamilton scenario with that mentality, mm-hmm. as in my race finish doesn't matter, yeah. how come you couldn't do this to your teammate? Exactly. And that's where we will transition start. right now. I agree. Here we go. Christian Horner, Helmet Marco, you've created a monster. Okay. <laughs> The baby cries, you've given him a bottle every single time. You've created a privileged prick, for lack of a better term, who can't even help his teammate out. And now I'm interested to see how Red Bull Racing is going to put their driver in check because they employ him, he doesn't employ them. (laughs) They won't, though. That's the problem. They're going to let him do whatever he wants to do. And the fact that he did what he did to Sergio was outright disrespectful to his dry, his teammate, to his team. And what happens if he goes into this final round now and Perez blows his engine in that final race and he loses that second place by one point? How do you think that team's going to feel? Like, well, this is the question that I had written down. Is Formula One actually a team sport? Yes. I 100% think it's a team sport. These, these drivers know that in the end, yes, they are racing their, their teammate. Because they're the car, they're the car that's identical to theirs. So they're one, they're racing their teammate. But two, they are working together to get that team championship and to finish one, two in the championship. Max has already locked up the championship. The constructors' championship is locked up. So all you have left is second place to get that championship. And you guys had a perfect year. And then what do you do? You don't let your teammate get those extra points to secure that second championship. That second place in the championship, like that is outright disrespectful, selfish, and I don't even want to get into the words that are going to come out of my mouth yeah, in the next yeah, second. Yeah. No, you're right. Like, you're right. It is that is that that just shows that he is he is selfless. He is only there for himself. He does not care about his team. He does not care about his teammates. He is there for himself. And when you come to something like this, where sorry to say, Horner and Helmet, you guys created this. You guys gave him everything you wanted. You guys don't reprimand him for anything. And I, this, after the race, he's like, oh, yeah, we talked about it. Everything's fine. Yeah, Max, maybe for you, but not for Sergio. I don't care what anyone says. If they say, oh, yeah, we'll move on. Oh, and he's like, oh, I'll help him in Abu Dhabi. What's the difference between this race and the next race? There's no difference whatsoever. The only reason you did this is because of your pride and you thought you would catch those two guys in front of you and you didn't. That's it. Point That's all length, it is. Period. Yes. Now... The interesting thing while watching the race was we were sitting down there, I was watching it with my wife, and we're saying, P2 in the championship, who cares, Yeah, really? But I said to myself, well, hold on a second now, because we don't know what Sergio's contract looks like. What does his bonus targeting look like for P1 in the championship, P2 P2. in the championship, P3 in the championship? Wins, top fives, podiums, all that stuff. So he may have... 5 million, 10 million, 100,000, whatever it is, extra dangling for a P2 Drivers' Championship uh, finishing place at the end of the final round, Mm -hmm. right? Which, on paper, it actually actually hurts Red Bull because, like you said, they're one step away from a perfect season. 
But this guy's got a wife, he's got kids, he's got a family, and he's got to look forward to a life after racing. Mm -hmm. So any piece of monetary gain that you can get will help your life. Will later help on. your life yep. later on. Yep. Right. So maybe Max isn't thinking about it from that perspective because he's younger and he and he doesn't have the family and the this and the that and he just wants to go race and he's pedal to the metal to to get the highest way up the grid. Um, but. That goes back to the maturity that we've been praising him for all year long. And I hate to say it, man. I think I think we called that too soon. Like, I think he is still a privileged, immature, little prick. And yep. Sergio said it best. Yeah, he goes, Sergio, it, he showed it shows you who we are. Yeah, you it know? shows it. And, and when you, you know, when you're that close and the team says, hey, man, Perez, let him by. Let's see if Max can catch those guys. Max didn't catch him. Okay, Max, let Perez back by. And he, go, and he doesn't, ignores the radio com communications. It's like, come on, that's outright disrespectful. That is outright selfish. And in the end, who cares about who his teammate is? Because he's never going to help them anyway. So why would Sergio turn around and help him next year? If they're in a championship next year, I hope Sergio turns up, blocks them, doesn't let them buy, do whatever it takes and costs them the championship because of this. Well, it's bull. Let's, let's look at it, right? I mean, ESPN did, did a pretty quick job at pointing out all the races and uh, you know yeah. up until this date in which Perez has played a major part yeah. in Verstappen maximizing points including the Abu Dhabi round yeah. last year Where he blocked and it wasn't just no tomorrow. Perez Perez was a legend at that yeah. point on radio by Max Verstappen but it wasn't just him it was the other team it was the team lobbying yeah. Massey to do all of this stuff to get Max to win so it is a bunch of teamwork going on, but yep. he just doesn't see. He doesn't he's got see the blinders on, and he's yep. just like, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. A lot of that is probably due to his upbringing. I mean, his dad, it's just, oh, man, I really do not envy the job that Christian Horner is going to have to do to repair that relationship to get the best result for the team. But you make your bed, you have to lie in it now. Yep. So it'll be interesting. I mean, yeah, I'll help him in Abu Dhabi. Like, And it was kind of sly. It's like, I shouldn't need to help when we have the fastest car. That kind of yeah. arrogance. But that's the thing. Like, he he just looks at, okay, let me just finish this interview and, and just say whatever I need to get out of here. And it's not... When he, look, when, he, when he says stuff like that, it's like, okay, when Sergio is outright pissed and says that he's outright pissed and can't believe that he would do something like this for the team and can't believe that he would be so selfless, and then he turns around and goes, oh, yeah, we're fine. Like, like Max is like, oh, we're fine. We talked about it. No, yeah, no. you might have talked about you're it. In fine. your head, yeah, you thought right. it was fine. It's not fine. What you did to your team and what you did to your teammate, you're never going to be the GOAT. You're never going to be the best in F1 just because of what you're doing right now. Thanks. You're going to be a guy that wins championships that's like, okay, great. Yeah, he was an awesome driver, but he's never the GOAT because the GOAT is the complete package. Yeah. And he is not the complete package. On track, off track, the he way you carry not. yourself, the way you present yourself. Exactly. I mean, the word on the street is he's holding his grudge since qualifying in Monaco. Yeah. And it's like, I don't and, know that any racing driver really intentionally wants yeah. to park it in the wall. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. mean, Checo won that race, but the race before that was Spain, yeah. and they made Checo move over yeah. so Max could win the race. Yeah. So, look. There's a lot of things that people can say, there's oh, well, this is the reason why. So, okay, so let's go back and think about all the things that Perez has done for him, and this is the reason why he should have let him by. It, it, it's, it's just like a one-way street when you, sorry to say, when you talk to certain fans, they yeah. are very one-way street people. And they do not want to hear anything that's bad about their driver. They don't want to hear anything that's bad about their team. They're always going to point fingers at everyone else, just like Max. It is what it is at this point. Like, we're, I know after this, this podcast, we are going to be told that, oh, you guys are just Max haters. 
I'm not. I told you. You know what though? I own that. Yeah. I, I will. I will sit down here and I will actually definitively own that now. Yeah. Now I've I never consider sure. myself a Max hater. I've always said this. I think he's an incredible talent, a, a fantastic racing driver. Give him a car, and he will. He, he will win. go the fastest. Yeah, he'll go the fastest <laughs> like, you in know? that car. But that doesn't mean, like you said, I like. I'm a fan of the whole package. Yeah. Right, which is why when it comes down to Lewis Hamilton, I like what he does on track. He's arguably the greatest of all time. If you're a stats person, let's go. Uh, if you just want to see magic behind the wheel, look at his first race. You know, against Alonso, everybody. Yeah. Right. So let's not even get into that. Lewis, Lewis is 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 the goat, if not one of the goats. Um, but when you look at guys like Leclerc, just the way they carry themselves, how they how they deal with sponsors, how they deal yeah. with adversity, how they deal with scenarios like this, yeah. like you know, Leclerc was asking for signs to give him that position. And, you know, Ferrari didn't tell signs that because you can't pull a guy off the podium for, for that. For, yeah. That, that to me is where you got to draw the line somewhere. But it wasn't like this big fight afterwards in the press about it. No. You know, Leclerc can be like, look, I'm trying to maximize. They didn't want to do it. And, and I'm fine with that. And mm-hmm. Sainz says they never even came on the radio with it. So I'm not going to do it. And I think if they said to Sainz, hey, man, we need these points, he would have done it. But because they're all team players in the end, they all know that. You know, they, they need to get maximum amount of points because second in the championship for Ferrari will be huge for development over the winter with money and all that stuff. You know, Red Bull already has everything that's that's kind of given to them. So that if they top off the second place, that's just a great, maybe that will make up that 10%. That's off. a great cost-capping cost <laughs> year. Yeah. You know? So, like, in the end, it's like, yes, you know, we... I've said it. I, I'll say it right now. Yeah, you know what? I was. I'm like you. I I think that Max is an amazing driver. I've seen him driving go karts. I've seen him driving cars. He is one of the best drivers on that grid. But when his attitude and his his childness, like he's so childish. Like he, and, it's, and, his and maturity. You know what, bro, he's 24, going on 25. I I can't give you the young card anymore. No, but you like, look I really at, okay. Can't. So then like, look at Lando. Look at George. Look at Leclerc. They're all around that age. Yeah. They're all mature. You're not wrong. You're like, not wrong. Lando's the youngest out of all of them, and that kid is yes, the first year that he was in F one, it was like, Man, that kid's immature. Yeah. But he has But he was goofy immature. Yeah, like you exactly. know what I mean? It like, wasn't like he was around. a prick yeah. and no. you know. He's it, they're all they're all that <laughs> age, and he is still the most immature one at the grid. Yeah. He de- like yeah. He, you know what the thing about it is is like we we were saying, Oh, it's maturity, da 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 da. There's only one guy on the grid that can get under his skin. Yeah. And it started happening in America. Yep. And then you saw it in Mexico, yep. long tire strategy, but he was a little tight. Yeah. And, and now you this. saw it, that, right? And we know who that is. And yeah. it's this guy right here. Yeah. He just gets him. It's he this gets guy. Him. And he just, he, he fires him up. Yeah. And Lewis said after the race, he just said, Max is Max. Yeah. Like, he don't live, like, Lewis lives no. in Max's head rent yeah. free, in yep. Alonzo's head rent free. Yeah. Speaking of Alonzo, <laughs> another back and forth between teammates at the sprint race. Alpine, Alonso had a great, great. Sunday. Yeah, he did. He and did. that Alpine is fast. It is. It is. Even Ocon had a good. A good he Sunday. did, yeah. but, but Alonso, in my opinion, I don't really like Alonso either. But he's yeah. just he's outclassing Ocon at the present time. And I was sitting back wondering to myself, is he leaving Alpine at the wrong time? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't think so because I think. If they held another year there, they would be definitely clashing even more. Like they keep crashing right but now. But in terms with each other. of speed development and podium yeah. now, yeah, you know, it could be for speed development for sure. Like Alpine car could be amazing. And but Gasly said the same thing. He goes, "You never know what next year. You never know what's going to happen over the winter. With we might show up and be one of the fastest cars, or we might show up and be 
hit it wrong on the car and then all of a sudden we're at the back and mm. and Gasly's going to that team that is so strong right now and you never really know what's going to happen in the in the off-season development there's been times when teams have come into the off-season development showed up for practice showed up for uh the, the preseason test and they're one of the rockets and it's like oh wow you guys were like a fifth place team last year and all of a sudden you're in the top three but it can go the opposite way mm. and you know with a team like that where they don't have as much resources as the top three you never know if one of the engineers or, you know, they come to an agreement that this is supposed to work and then it doesn't work and it happens something like Mercedes at the beginning of the year where the car is absolutely horrid. Yeah. And Mercedes showed up with that car thinking it was going to be good and yeah. then they drove it and were like, this is not good. <laughs> one thing I'll say about the zero pod or the hide pod is like yeah. when they got into that little tussle yesterday, Max and Lewis, it was like, yeah. that was the perfect design Yeah, for a exactly. Tussle. It didn't do anything. It hit it like, and there was carbon fiber yeah, flying yeah, everywhere yeah. and they didn't even touch and the pod. And I was like, no, yeah. it's all good. It's no, all good. It's, it's true, and I don't know. I think I think Alonso's just that type of guy that he's gonna, you know, he might conflict with his teammates a little bit more because he's very, very, I guess. He's narrow, a prima donna. Yes, man. he's a prima donna. He's, he's narrow-minded when he's coming towards himself, and but you also have to say that he is one of the fastest guys on the grid. He is one of the greatest. I will give it to him. Listen, the, I don't, history. I don't particularly care for Fernando yeah. Alonso like that. Um, I, we said off camera before we started. I said Max is on a a fast track yeah. to become an Alonzo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, two championships. Like, you know, I, I, and I would hate for it to end like that for, for, for Max, um, just because he's so talented. But but some you got to think outside of the helmet, yeah. right? Like, yeah. what you do inside the helmet and what you do outside the helmet affects you inside. Yeah. And, like, you know, Russell's a great example of that. He said he was, he was having, after Singapore, he really had to piece himself together. Yeah. And coming off some performances and building that confidence up. And now he's a, he's a Grand Prix winner. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? I agree. And, and he's a problem. He he is a problem for the future. Like guys like Leclerc, who he just looks totally off put right now. I think that's more of a mental thing more than anything. I think uh, you know, he's he's had he's had some amazing drives that have just been depleted from his team, you know, like they've just taken yeah. taken the, the wind out of his sail a little bit. And I think like, right now... Like, what the hell were they doing in qualifying? I don't know. What were they I doing in qualifying? I don't understand. Everyone else goes on slicks. He goes on intermediates. And it's like instantly they're like, yeah, yeah, you got to come in. And then all of a sudden... But now, dude, they left him out to do a lap. Yeah. And then they told him to come. Yeah. And I don't understand. I really don't know where their head is at or who this or like strategist is that's making these calls to say, yeah, this is the way to go. It seems like... Everyone goes left, they go right every single time. And I don't understand where where the it, thought process is on this. The thing about it in regards to the team, because this seems to be a very team-oriented podcast, is, uh, you know, I have questions after that. Like, is, is Carlos Sainz getting the measure of Charles Leclerc right now? And we, it's tough to really say because yeah. they keep doing bonehead stuff. Yeah. But it only seems to be happening to Leclerc. Yeah. And is it a case where Leclerc needs to be like, nah, we're not doing that. Like, I've heard Carlos speak up a couple of times and be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. We're doing it this way. And they've listened to him and he's maximized his result that way. But I don't think I've ever really heard Leclerc give that kind of pushback. And like, I think he gives the pushback after it goes wrong. Yeah, but like he, that doesn't the, seem yeah. to be the way. No, like, no. you know, look yeah. at Max. Max thinks pushback is whenever he needs yeah, to push back. Yeah, whenever he wants. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not saying for better or for worse. We're just saying, you know, you can't argue with results. I guess. Yeah. No. And I think, you know, I think when you don't have the confidence in your team, like like Leclerc does and Science does right now, you need to you need to say, hey guys, what do you, why why what are we doing? Why why are we doing this? I think we should do this. And you know, when it comes down to Science versus Leclerc, I think you know 
science is, is starting to perform right now. He's starting to, you know, get into the swing of things. But I also, you look at his first half of the season, it was nothing but mistakes, right? So yeah, the way Australia sticks out to me yeah. because he was going, he, he had a fat, he was fast, yeah, and, and he yeah. just tried to do too much. And then when you when you do that, you it's, set yourself back for the next couple of races because exactly. that was early in the race. That right? was that was, and and you know he started out the first three races as uh, DNF, so it's it's very hard for for you to say you know for us to say like yeah you know science is outperforming him. I think right now you know Leclerc's mindset is like. You know, with with everything that Leclerc has gone through this winter, or sorry, this season, um, it it's kind of mentally screwed him. You know, I think he goes into a weekend, no matter if he puts it on pole or not, he doesn't know what his team's going to do to to ruin his race again. Yeah, it's <laughs> a shame because he doesn't like like I said since since the U.S. Grand Prix, right, where he he clearly noticed that yeah. that upgrade Mercedes brought, yeah, just put them over top of Mercedes. Yeah. And that's what it's looked like since then. We're not just pie in the sky. No. I mean, you can give me Mexico altitude, turn the turbos down, yeah. da, 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 da. but everybody has to deal with that. Yeah. You still got to show up and race, right? Mm-hmm. So where they finished in Mexico, and now what they do, they did 3-4 here, yep. which isn't bad. Um, but at the same time, it could have been, they left so much on the table with that stupid qualifying decision. They did. And like, but the other part is to think science... Sainz had to come in and pit early yeah. because he had a tear-off. Yeah, yeah, the tear-off would go into the deduct or whatever. And yeah. he had a penalty because he had the new engine. Yeah, and yeah. So he, he overcame a lot this he weekend. Did. He, he had did. a flyer. He did. He did. He, you know, and it shows, you know, that it's sad because that Ferrari is quick. Like, quick. it shows, like, it shows greatness sometimes, but it's, it's not the car that's hurting right now. It's the team's decisions on what they're doing and how they're running the team. And, and like I said, it's, it's kind of deflating for for Leclerc when he's been performing all year and he's the only one that at the beginning of the season was going blow for blow with Max and the team is the reason that everything was screwed up like there's he's that's the reason that Mercedes has caught Ferrari and and they're battling them for the the second place in the championship and and the drivers championship and it it comes down to literally having confidence in your team and going into a weekend that's huge. That's a big part of it, going in with confidence from your team to know, okay, you know what? We have a good car. We have a good team. We have good strategies. We have all of that. So we don't have to worry about that going into a weekend where he does. He goes into a weekend. He can put it on pole. He doesn't think that it's going to stay up there because he doesn't know if his team is going to screw something up or not. Right. And yeah. that's the difference, I think, with Mercedes and, all, and the rest of the teams right now. I mean, if, for, from a strict talent perspective, I would say Mercedes is probably number one in terms of team with yep. the drivers. But then I would say it's Leclerc and Sainz. Yeah. To be honest with you, I think Checo is good, but I don't, I don't know that Checo can show up every weekend mm-hmm. and and fight for a win. Yeah, and go blow for blow with. Which Max, is the yeah. sad thing about about uh, the scenario of Verstappen right now, based off what happened on the radio and in the yeah. race yesterday, is like even in Abu Dhabi, Red Bull is favored to to, yep. to be the fastest car. But I don't think Perez can sniff Max. I yeah. think he's going to be, you know, three, four tenths off of him in quality, and that's just going to translate into race pace. I, I would really like to see him go blow for blow with Max because yeah. I think the gloves are off. I mean, you have one one, one race in the race season, left, like yeah. you know, um, and especially after what he said. I mean, maybe if you asked him this time yesterday if he was focused on P two, yeah. But I think now he's just focused on beating Max. Yeah, beating Max. <laughs> and I think next year it's going to be some tension going into the season from the get go. And I think you know if. If it came down to it that Perez had to get out of Max's way for some points, he's going to give him the number one signal and and say, see you later. Let's just say he'll look more like Bottas 
than Perez yeah. next year yeah. when it comes to defending for Max or, or yeah. whatever. Right? Yeah, it's, I just can't. I don't know. I'm just so angry. I know. I can I'm tell, man. So you don't angry. really come in here this distressed. No, that it's I, like, you know, because, because like I said, listen, for those of you that don't know, Daryl is a team manager. You got, yeah. what, like 40 people yeah. under your tent? <laughs> yeah. Like drivers. Yeah. And then you have mechanics for the drivers. And so on any, and, yeah, uh, and any given weekend, you know, you're dealing with close to 100 people, close to 100 personalities, yourself, Curtis, everybody who kind of operates the pro, yeah. the pro uh, Racing Ontario team. And it's just like, you know, I, I just often wonder, like, th- this must happen to you. Oh, you yeah. have scenarios like this, you know, and, and guys our age, like when we're racing or whatever, we can kind of, we're mature enough to yeah. kind of be like, look, man, you got a shot at the chip. Go do fine. This. I'll do yeah. what I can for you, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And it's happened on grid for us. But, you know, guys who are, you know, anywhere from that 15 to 20, 25, still, still trying to make it in motorsport. Yeah. Like, they have... And I, I see it every year. We had, like, our seniors this year at club, um, a couple of our, our rookies that came up were, were really fast. They were, you know, battling for the championship at the end of the season. And, you know, uh, the teammates kind of started butting heads a bit, a little bit. And this person was getting mad at this person. And this person was getting mad at this person. And then literally, I, I had to sit them all down and be like, like, shake their heads and be like, what are you guys doing? Mm. You know that you have four guys here that could win races. And if you all just shut up and work together... You guys would be unstoppable, but your ego is over here thinking that you can win. Your ego is over here thinking that you can win, and you, all you do is battle each other and let everyone else go out and take off. Right. And you know, I had to. At, at, had there's to times when I have down. to, yeah. I have to sit them down, and and when I see stuff like this, and the and you know, I see our drivers looking up to these drivers and seeing them pull like pull stuff like this on their own teammates. It just aggravates me because it's just it's a disrespectful thing, and the fact that he's He's like, oh, yeah, everything's fine now. It's like, no, everything's not fine. Just because Christian and Helmer said, hey, everything's fine now, shake it, shake hands, doesn't mean it's fine for Perez. It might be fine for you. It might be fine for everyone else, but it's not fine for Checo. Checo is looking at it now like, you're, you just showed your true colors. You just showed who you really are. He knew, though. Yeah, he did. We all knew. We all knew. We but all it's, know. You know, but it's different when, when you, you think that it's going to happen. Because you've helped the guy yeah. six or seven, that, right? Yeah. And Checo said it. He said, look. Max got two championships. He got me to thank for that. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah, last year. That's what he said straight up. One, whether that's true or not. Yeah. Whether it's true or not, because Max yep. Max maximized and made had more points at the end yep. of the season. Yeah. But he last was asked year, to play a role by the team. Yeah. He played the role. Max was propping him up at that point. Oh, he's a legend. Da 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 da. And now, you know, 365 later. You ask him to do one thing. Yeah, and it's and then the, <laughs> what aggravates me, it has no, it did nothing for Max to stay there. Absolutely the nothing. Absolutely <laughs> or six, or nothing. Six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely nothing for him. He is locked. He can go and not even race the last race. Don't even show up on grid, and you st- it's still on. You still win the championship. Yeah. Like this is strictly to help your team get second place in the championship. It's and a three-peat. It's like world drivers, constructors, and P- yeah, 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 one, yeah. two in the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you do? You you sabotage that because of whatever. I don't even know what it was. He has his reasonings. Who gives a like? But I, don't I, care I didn't at that like point. that. If you, I didn't like that. If you want to throw, I have my reasonings around, and I didn't like. I, I particularly didn't like the way he spoke on the radio. Yeah. 
because that indicated to me you think you're bigger than yeah. the Red Bull Racing team. Yep. And and what needs to happen in these kind of scenarios, I shouldn't say what needs to happen, but when you look at guys like Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. right? No. You ain't you ain't bigger than the franchise, no. bro. No. You need to take your ass and go have a seat. Yep. And we'll determine what we're going to do to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you look all through sport. Look, no one man or woman is bigger than the brand. Right? It is Red Bull Racing. They employ Max Verstappen, not the other way around. So when yep. he's on the radio talking that, I don't ever want to hear you ask me that. Am I clear on that? This guy is acting like the boss. Like, yeah. he thinks he started the Red Bull Racing yeah. team. Right? But when, you, when, you, <laughs> you know when you're I mean? Christian in helmet and you give him that much power... Sorry, you guys, like you said, sleep in your own bed. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Let, let's do it. Let's, let's cap this off. Okay. This has been a part of all parts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, overwhelmed, underwhelmed surprise. Ah, overwhelmed. You got to say, George, man, what a weekend. Great like, weekend. Like, what a weekend. Like, he, I'm so happy for him to get his first win, and, and you can't take anything away from him this weekend. He was on fire, and, you know, I, I'm just happy that he was able to get Mercedes their one win this year so far, and look, we'll see what happens in uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, underwhelming. Honestly, after Ricardo's wicked race in Mexico, I thought he was going to come into this weekend with a little bit more confidence, a little bit more comfort in the car. And yeah, that was horrible. The tap, even the tap, it was like, it was so, it just looked so inconsequential. Yeah. Like, it was just Magnus like the littlest thing. Yeah. And then he just, it was just Shouts like, out to oh. though. Put it on yeah, cool, wow. Bro. Wow. That was crazy. Yeah. That's what I, my surprise was going to yeah, be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair my enough. surprise is K-Mag. Like, the fact that, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, well, it all started raining and stuff. But everyone was on the same tires as him. Yeah. Everyone was in the same situation as him, and he put it on pole. He got out you there first. You can't take it. He got out there first. You can't take it out, out away from him. He no, was he the can't. one to put it on pole. He was, <laughs> like, and it wasn't like he was, like, seconds ahead because of all the track conditioning. No, it was no, tense. No. Like, yeah. he, everyone was very close to him, but he put a Haas on pole. Wow. End of story. Yeah. That's it. What do you think that? What do you think that makes for Schumacher's seat next year? What we haven't even discussed. Yeah. It. What, what What do you think they should do? I, I would tell you this. I I personally feel like there hasn't been enough time to really yeah. gauge Schumacher. No, because I agree. Uh, Nikita Mazepin is like whatever. Yeah, they didn't put a dollar into that car. He was just out there lapping. Yeah, they were just okay. getting through the year. He's had some. He's had some performances, and I mean, I know Gene has has said he, he crashes a lot and da 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 da. But really and truly, I could only think of really one major crash. That, one that comes to the, Monaco, he crashed. Yeah. And I know there were maybe one or two other. Days, May, yeah. yeah. A couple but like, of test practice days. Yeah. You had Grosjean on your team for yeah, years. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> and that guy crashed every. Race. I know. So I get it. You know, it's like PTSD for yeah, Gene Haas yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But they're talking about bringing back Hulkenberg. Okay, that seems to be the talk. Yes. He's no longer a reserve driver at Aston Martin. Yeah. And I don't know if that makes any sense. Because at, in, in 10, 11 years, in form, like, you couldn't even fluke a podium? Yeah. Like, and I, I think that they're, they're calling... They're, they're very harsh on their drivers right now. They have to understand that their car is crap. And Mick, yes, is not going blow for blow with... Magnuson, but Magnuson has how many more years experience on him? How many cars has he driven? How many yeah. Grand Prix has he he beat, has he started? And you know, if you look at it, look at this weekend. Schumacher started 18th, and he f- was in the top 10 majority of the race. He was there. He was right there. He had a good Mag. sprint, man. He had a yeah. good sprint. He picked yeah, up eight spots in the yeah, sprint. Yeah, he had a like, good sprint. Like he did really, really well this weekend. But 
everything's overshadowed because Mag- Magnuson put it on pole. Right. So it's like, you know, if you look at it, Magnuson started on pole, um, Mick went was at backwards. the back, and they went like this together. They just joined in the middle of the pack. Yeah. Magnuson went backwards, Mick went forward. I honestly think they're being pretty harsh on Mick right now. You know? Yeah, me too. I, I feel like it's undeserved, to yeah. be honest. I feel like all this seat yeah. talk is just kind of like, it, it's really... And to put Hulkenberg back in it, I, I like really and truly, like you said, it's not, a, it's not a winning car in the end. You put Hulk in it, he's not like he's going to get his podium in that car again. So really and truly, okay, the development maybe, then make him the reserve driver. But I mean, him... if you go, you can't tell me that he can develop a car because he never... He's de- never... Uh, yeah, exactly. He He's he's a reserve driver for Mercedes, right? I mean, not for Aston Martin Aston right Martin, now. Yeah. And look at Aston Martin's car. It's not like it's... Seb, Seb yeah. had a good race. Yo, I'm so sad to see Seb go, man. This same. guy's been literally, like, putting it together for yeah. the last... And he seems so content with life. He Every didn't time even he... want to talk about nah. that Stroll scenario. He's just like, whatever. Which was like, yo, Stroll. I man. love his response. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like Stroll, Stroll with that move, he got to stop doing that move, I man. think I, I think him and Alonso are going to clash hardcore next year. Big I think time. It's if, you, if you have problems with Ocon right yeah, now... Yeah, you're going to have a lot of Well, maybe not, life. though, because I don't know that that stroll will ever out qualify alonzo so but i also think you know you never know if he has a bad (laughs) a bad situation starts behind stroll the thing is i think i think him and big stroll are going to get some problems yes because big stroll ain't backing down no and he's not backing down from like you think you think mac could do what he's doing no the big stroll never 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 (laughs) and i don't even know if big stroll is his nickname but as we call him yeah big stroll big stroll little stroll hey (laughs) man listen it's been a great chat uh another race weekend canada's f1 show we're so happy that you took the time out to watch it be sure to like share subscribe do all that good stuff we're streaming on the iHeartRadio app spotify apple podcast wherever you get your podcasts and of course on youtube we're doing well on youtube so thanks to all of our new subscribers keep the comments coming on the youtube section and on facebook mr daryl timmer you you said like it was like the appetizer last yeah, I night. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> Lovely all of you Love guys. you, Robert. Yeah, all of you guys watch till the end right now. And we look forward to speaking to you uh, next week after the final round of the 2022 Formula One season in Abu Dhabi. Until that time, peace.